You got some. Uh, you got a drink, chip too, or what? Oh yeah, a little nightcap. <laughs> I got a few bushes over here. I think I might drink. Tequila sunrise. Sounds good to me. <laughs> I'm hearing that fucking echo again. Do you? I don't. I don't hear it. Let me hear, Let me hear it. Let me hear it. Let me hear it. I hear well, it faintly. Yeah, it's definitely not as bad as it was. Very well, faint. Hold on one second. Maybe oh, this no. thing, maybe this cord got loose a little bit. Fuck. How's I hear that? me worse than Adrian and Scotty though. Test. I don't. I don't hear nothing. How about you guys? Test. If I yell, I hear it. But if I test. just talk like this, I don't hear it. Test, Te test, one, two. Test, test, one, two. Test, test, one, two. I mean, it's there, but it's definitely not as bad as it was. Could you tolerate it or no? I if I was a listener? No. <laughs> no li I don't think it's going to bounce back because I can't hear it on my end and it's recording on my end. You know what it, I mean? It may not. Yeah, hopefully not. All I right. hear me worse than I hear Adrian when he talks for some reason. Can you hear it when I talk, Adrian? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Like as bad as, bad as it was or? No, but but like if I talk, I think I can hear it, but not as loud as Chips because it's, maybe I just don't talk as loud. I don't know. I'm kind of a quiet talker, <laughs> you know, but I don't yeah. know. What do yeah. you guys think? I, don't, I mean, I don't mind. If I it, it is what it is, you know. I think this is the best we're going to get it tonight, you know. I mean, yeah, if we want to rock it out. But, all right. So, I guess uh, if it gets bad enough, we'll just we'll continue it. You know what I mean? But uh, just let us know if it gets too bad, Wade, you know. Yeah, I'm fine with it if y'all are. Just, uh, yeah, yeah. just put some extra tequila in your drink. You'll be all right. <laughs> you won't even realize we're even here. <laughs> <laughs> mm -hmm. All right. Um, okay. So, I'm going to start it out, guys. Um, I'll just introduce us, and then uh, we'll kind of just open forum it, all right? Sounds good. All right. All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Sober Sit Down. It's your host, Scotty Stutch. Uh, with me today is two, um, I want to call friends, um, acquaintances, mentors, um, guys, you know, that took me under their wing when they first, when I first came out. Um, you know, we were talking about this for a couple months now, and uh, finally our schedules all met together. Um, you know, um, these guys, you know, reached out to me, gave me a helping hand early on, and um, I have a lot of respect for them. Um, as, as I grew the past couple months in podcasting, I watched these guys grow as well, and uh, I hope to one day, uh, you know, get, um, get you know, the notoriety they have in this, uh, in this world. Um, you guys are doing an incredible job. Um, with me is uh, Hollywood Wade, uh, to my right, from Crime and Entertainment, and... Below us is uh, Adrian from Invest in Yourself. What's up, guys? How you doing, Scotty? How you doing, Scott? <laughs> Good. I'm co it's coldy and it's cold and rainy up here in PA. How's it? You guys are at? I know we're from all different states. Yeah, I'm South Carolina, so it's a, it's a little chilly, but one day it's cold, and next day it's back warm again. So it can't yeah. make up its mind. Yeah, that's how it is here too, man. I think is. Each year gets uh, goes goes further on. I think you know it's starting to get a lot warmer through over all the seasons and shit. I don't think we're gonna have winter for too much longer here in Nebraska either. I mean, it's kind of weird. <laughs> yeah, yeah, usually by this time it's like freezing, so it's I don't know. It's real weird. Yeah, I know. <laughs> but yeah, thanks for having us on, Scott. I, I appreciate it, man. And thanks for that intro, man. 
Yeah, yes, no sir. problem. Appreciate yeah, same thing, man. Right back at you guys. Um, you know, I feel as though that um, right from the rip, you know, when I first got started, you know, um, we we kind of um, clicked up a little bit. We linked up. And, um, you know, the reason I wanted to get the three of us together um, was I feel like um, the similarities that we all share is I feel that anybody can throw out a podcast. Um, I feel there's so many of them out there. And uh, I just feel as though that what makes us a little bit different than the next people is, you know, we kind of stay in our own lane. I feel we all kind of do our own thing. We stay in our own lane. We uh, try and keep ourselves as authentic as possible. Like when I have the sober sit down logo, like I don't want people to have to read sober sit down without having to read sober sit down with Scotty Stoch. I want them to see that logo like Nike or um, Adidas and same thing like, you know, with Wade uh, yourself, Adrian, I feel as though that you guys are branding yourself in a positive way like myself. Yeah, no, I agree with you too, man. And, you know, and we've had multiple talks, you know, we stay out of the drama we don't get involved with all that, you know? So, you know, I'm glad that, you know, I can talk to guys like you guys and, you know, get tips and advice and, you know, even, (laughs) Even though we don't talk a whole lot, I can still see when you guys post stuff and, you know, we all help each other out somehow. You're like, oh, Scott's doing that or Wade's doing this. You know, let me check out, you know, let me try to make my stuff kind of, you know, formulate like that because they're doing that right or, you know what I mean? (laughs) And that's one of the beauty parts about what we're doing here is I can interview, we'll just say Larry Mazza, for example. I think Larry's been on all of our shows. Yep. So I can interview Larry, Scotty can interview Larry, and Adrian can interview Larry. And we can all three have different interviews. Mm-hmm. You know, some yeah. some things might be the same because you kind of got to get a baseline for audiences that, you know, may follow my show but not Adrian's or, or vice versa. So you have to cover some baseline, you know, subjects. But True. then you just kind of get into your own way of questioning, your own questions that you have. I mean, you know, I might have questions for him that, that Adrian might not because he's got something totally different in mind. So there's really no sense in, in trying to hoard guests or hide guests from anyone. Like I would want, I would say, Hey, I had a fantastic time interviewing this guy. He was real cool, easy to interview. I'm not going to recommend somebody this hard to interview to anyone. Um, but you know, we can all have a good experience with them and it can all be different. So it's yeah. not like somebody's watching the same thing on every channel. You get something different. Yeah, yeah nice. especially if, uh, you know, like on Vlad, you know, everybody already seen all these guys and, you know, different. Yeah. they've already heard it. So you, you kind of have to take it in your own direction. But, you know, yeah, get, absolutely. But get the, the ground, you know, the, the basics of what they were and all that. But, you know. And I feel as though that that's what separates us. You know, like I, I take that as almost like a challenge. Like, what could I do um, with this guest? that other people have not yet. And sometimes it's kind of tough because like, I feel as though that like, you know, um, we all, you know, are interviewing all different sorts of guests, but I think what brought us all together kind of was we don't specialize, like we're not specifically like mob, you know, mob genre, but I feel as though that a lot of our majority of our guests just happen to fall into that, that life because I mean, I don't care what anybody says. Like, everybody, a bunch of people locally were asking me when I first came out. They're like, you know, Scott, do you have a sobriety channel or do you have a, a mob channel? And I said, listen, it, nobody tells a better story than a mobster who didn't go back to the life. I mean, if, if I mean, when you say sober, I mean, sober doesn't mean you have to have an addiction with alcohol or drugs. 
you can be doing other things that you're addicted to in life that are negative. What I like about a lot of the mob stories now, which I know there's a lot of different podcasters out there that will disagree with me on certain ones that I affiliate myself with, but, you know, I feel as though that anytime anybody in life can take a negative and turn it into a positive, that that's a road on sobriety because you're leading by example. I agree with you. No, that, that, that makes sense, you know, and whether, you know, like you said, whether it's, you know, leaving the gangster life or putting putting down the drink or putting down, you know, the drugs, whatever it may be, you know, that's that's on the road to, to sobriety. And, you know, the way that, you know, that's that's what you symbolize. That's what your show is about. Minds investing in yourself. So it's, you know, people that are investing in themselves and trying to make a positive. So, you know, me and you have the kind of, you know, we connect me and you and our show like they have something like a positive message, I would say, you know, and Chip, I think, you know, he does a really great job, too. He really does his research and, you know, he goes through and he makes sure to cover everything. Uh, that's uh, that's he I got a lot of good information from my guests from watching his and, you know, his, you know, overall, too. I mean, I, I, he doesn't promote anything, you know, negative or anything like that as well. Right. And that's too like when I done it, you, you spoke exactly, uh, Scott, we're not specifically mob genre stuff but it just seems like a lot of these people happen to fall into it now i myself have always been fascinated you know by that lifestyle and guys that chose that that life path um you know from movies that we've we've all watched and a lot of america's watched like obviously starting with the godfather and then goodfellas and casino i don't know how one could watch those movies and not be enamored with that lifestyle not that you want to go do it but just right. you know how they operated and the ins and outs of it and you know so obviously i was already pretty well versed in a lot of that i knew a lot of stuff but when i done it to keep me from being boxed into just that that's kind of where that crime and entertainment aspect come in because once i added entertainment on there i'm not boxed into crime anymore so i can go really wherever i want to so that's allowed me to have writers on the show that's allowed me to have actors on the show um you know adult film stars <laughs> drug smugglers i mean you know across the board i've even had a mayor on who was a lawyer he happened to be a lawyer for some of the mob guys but he was a mayor in las vegas for uh, i think as many terms as you could get Damn. so it really opened up the door for a lot and, and like what adrian said you know i listened to you guys in prep for some of my interviews like whenever I interview uh, interview Benji, I listen to him on Scott's show. You know, I've I've, I've listened, I've interviewed guys that I've listened to Adrian show because that's that's the beauty of when I work. I listen to you know everybody's podcast and I listen to what y'all did, so I can try to bring something different to the table and right. get more out of them. Um, you know, not necessarily more as in like a good thing for me, but just different information. Try to bring something different to the table. Uh, and that's, I mean, that's the challenge of it. And, you know, it makes my work day fly by. Cause if I know I got, you know, somebody said on Wednesday, then Monday and Tuesday, I'm just, I'm listening to everything they've done that I can fit in, in those two days. And I just kind of make mental notes and prep. And then by the time we get there, you know, hopefully I can bring something that the audience will enjoy. Yeah, no, I do the same thing. <laughs> I literally research all the time at work, man. <laughs> I feel as though that, um, to me, like, <clears throat> like, well, I'm going to take it back a few steps and, uh, you know, we can um, get, I have like a couple questions and we can go around the room and kind of like share similarities or kind of like 
the questions that pertain, um, you know, like what got you into podcasting? Like is for as far as me, um, what got me into podcasting was, you know, I've always been that guy that in high school and stuff like that, I never wanted to get up in front of the room and talk. I, I was, I was petrified to go and do a speech in front of the class. Um, and it, you know, people, you know, they'll, they'll say like, what got you into podcasting? And I'll tell you, um, I, um, I, as everybody knows, you know, I did struggle with sobriety. Um, I had, I had addictions with alcohol and, um, I was in the bar restaurant industry in my twenties and, um, it just, uh, it absorbed me. I got into the club scene back in the, uh, the Jersey shore before the Jersey shore days. <laughs> and, uh, I'm 37 now. So, you know, like I got into that whole era of like the good music, you know, the, you know, lifting weights and going out with your friends to the clubs. And, you know, I took my you know, partying casually into a whole nother level when I was into the bar restaurant industry, it just kind of went hand in hand with one another. So when I got sober, I got it. I had a, you know, face reality and say to myself, you hang out in a barbershop, you're going to get your hair cut. So I realized that like, I tried stopping a couple of times, but being that I was still in that restaurant bar scenery, there was only so long it took, no matter if I went to outpatient rehabs and inpatient rehabs or whatever you might mind you, it just never worked for me. So when I got out of the scene, um, I started, you know, exploring options in life, what's going to make me money and what I can do to support a family and stuff like that. And uh, I got into eventually uh, becoming a CDL driver. And my first six months in sobriety, I went over the road. And I mean, I wasn't gone two weeks at a time, but I was gone the majority of the week. And when you work 18 hours a day and not sure at nighttime where you're going to spend your night, People say like, oh, you can get in it. You can go to an AA meeting up and down the East Coast. But like, it's not that easy when you're driving a tractor trailer to find a parking lot to park an 18 wheeler, find a meeting that you're going to make on time. It just doesn't work like that when you're driving a tractor trailer. Um, so I started listening two years ago to like my my brother got me on some motivational podcasts like Gary V. Listen to him for just a small period of time. But then I got into like um that's when like Johnny and Gene started coming out, uh, Michael, uh, Sammy. And like, I started listening to the mob, um, inspirational content, which some people would say it's not inspirational, but to me, you know, these guys had to restart their lives over. They could have went back to the life or they could advance in the life. And like, there's some days when I was out there struggling and I listened to like, you know, like a light talk about his stories about how he had a certain, like go to the Brazilian prison and like what it was like. And I'm thinking like, you know, if somebody can go through that and bounce back, I can handle parking my truck tonight and not being stressed out enough that I got to go have a drink. So like suck it up and stop being like such a pansy about it. So like that kind of motivation, listening to those podcasts kind of helped me. And then I was thinking to myself after I got so far into the CDL film, I'm thinking, well, you know, this is keeping me sober, but I really don't see much sobriety-based recovery stories. And, you know, if people can hear somebody else's story through a podcast, like they might be at work, that person's struggling, and they're listening to this podcast, but they're not sure they're on the fence. If they have a problem or not, maybe this can help inspire them. And so that's what kind of got me moving in the direction. And then before you know it, stuff just kind of fell into place. And I started just casually doing like some podcasting and here I am today, four months later. And, uh, it, you know, I, I'm on the peak of 400 subscribers, which isn't the greatest, but I think it's a good start. And, uh, you know, that's, that's where I'm at with that. 
How about you, Wade? Uh, well, I mean, similar story. Um, believe it or not, like I would say pre-pandemic, I didn't really listen to podcasts. And that was nothing against them. It's just it wasn't my thing. I would watch a lot of biography and YouTube. Now, I would check a Joe Rogan out, but I would only watch it on YouTube. I never listened to it audio-wise. And I remember one day I was listening to a uh, true crime documentary, some murder, and they interviewed a guy that had a standalone podcast about that case. And the case intrigued me enough. I wanted to go listen and find out a little bit more. So I went and found a podcast and burned through it because it was only like 10 episodes. And of course, when it's done, you have just like on Netflix or whatever else. Okay, you may be interested in this because you listen to this. And <clears throat> excuse me, that essentially kind of started me down the rabbit hole of podcasts. So, you know, I started off with true crime and then wrongful convictions, which I'm a big advocate of wrongful convictions. Um, and that just kind of started at snowballing. And then when the pandemic really hit and uh, I was actually laid off from the job that I was at. You know, it was kind of like a lot of people. A lot of podcasts started in that time because people were home, people were bored, and people didn't have nothing to do. But I said if I was going to do it, it wasn't going to be something I was going to do for two or three weeks and then quit because that's what a lot of people do once they realize how much work is goes into it. Like, it's not just as simple as hopping on a microphone and saying a few things. I mean, if you want to put out a good product, consistency a good you know a good display it takes a lot of work as you guys know and i wasn't sure what to do like i started to do true crime and then i was just like you know there's so many true crime documentaries it's going to be impossible to even kind of make my mark in that niche you know so that's when i kind of come up with that idea i'm like you know I, I like so many different things you know i was a fan of old school wrestling i'm a big movie buff so i like movies from you know, way back in the day, I'm a big horror movie fan. I like the mob. I like, you know, comedy. I like biographies. So I was just like, you know, I'm going to just do crime and entertainment. That way I can cover a little bit of everything. And I wasn't even planning on doing interviews. Like uh, my first episode was about a big case of two guys or kids that got killed in Arkansas that wound up being tied to uh, the cops who were dealing drugs for Bill Clinton at the time while he was still the governor. And it was a case that really fascinated me. So that was like the very first one that I did. And then I think I interviewed Lilo Brancato from a Bronx tale, which I'm sure both of you have seen. He was my first interview. And then I think the second was red uh, Brian O'Day, who was a big pot smuggler and then red will met. And then things just kind of started snowballing. And as I'm sure you guys have seen, you know, if you if you do a good job of people and, you know, they enjoy coming on your show, they're going to recommend you to other people. They're going to turn you on to other guests. And, you know, once it got rolling, man, I can't even tell you the last time I've actually done like a, a episode by myself on a certain subject. It's been nothing but interviews. And, you know, I've been blessed because I came into this game with with no leg up. I didn't know anyone. I had no experience with it. I bought everything off researching and Google. And, you know, just kind of flew by the seat of my pants for a little while. And there's still a lot I'm sure I don't know. But, you know, I'm, I'm hanging in there. I'm doing pretty good. And, you know, I help out anybody that I can, you know, with any knowledge. I'm not the, the most knowledgeable, and especially behind the scenes stuff, because I reach out to a lot of you guys for, for info on that. But that's just kind of how I got into it. And I'll say this. 
it's not a, you know, it's not something that if somebody's thinking they're fixing to hop on it and get rich in a month, you know, that's going to happen. I've had people that say, well, man, I've been doing this for a couple of weeks. I ain't made no money. I'm like, you better get used to that. Like you got to re- actually really want, this has to be a passion. And Scotty, you know, with your show being the sober sit down, obviously you can see the passion in you is for people that got sober. Like you said, no matter it was from addiction or, you know, whatever the case may be, any sort of an addiction that it could have been gambling or, or whatever. Adrian, yours is investing in yourself. So people investing in their self, like a lot of these guys that have, you know, straightened their life out. So it's, it's a grind and it's not something that you're going to get rich off of right off the bat. Um, you know, very few people are Joe Rogan platform level. So, I mean, obviously one day I hope to get, you know, somewhere close to that, but you know, in the meantime, I actually do enjoy it. There's never been a day where I've said, man, I got to do that interview with so-and-so, you know, and it's, it's been like something that I don't want to do. I've yet to experience that. And I think as long as it's something that I look forward to and have a passion for, I mean, I'll continue to do it and I don't see myself stopping anytime soon. Yeah. Before, before you jump into your answer, Adrian, I just want to, um, jump into something that Wade said that really stuck out to me that I wanted to bring up later on, but why it's on the, why it's on the table, you know, that's where I think what really separates us from a lot of other people. And this is one thing about me. And I think like Adrian, you spoke to me numerous times, Wade, you talked to me numerous times. And like anybody that knows me, you know, they'll like, I don't beat around the bush. Like there's a lot of things I say that I sometimes say to myself, like, wait, why'd you, did you say that? And it's like, but that's just me. I'm an honest person. So like, it, you know, what I'm about to say, like, isn't meant indirectly towards one person or anything, but I'm just going to like lay out and say it. Like, there's a lot of people, like you said, Wade, that come into this and they just want to do this and they think that they're going to be millionaires overnight. And I think that that's what separates us from the other guys is that we and not saying that we're better than anybody else. I'm just saying that the way our approach is compared to other people that they're so hungry to get ahead so fast that they want to step on other people to think that that's going to create progress in themselves. My thing is, is we all have families. We all work jobs during the day. You know, we do this at night as a passion or around our convenience of time. This is something that we don't rely on to get rich. We do it because it's a passion. Like you said, it's a passion of ours. It's a hobby. If to me, it fills a void, but I always like being that guy back in the day when, before I got into addiction, I always like being that guy that people came up to at the gym when I was in really good shape and say, Hey, you know, what do you do for this? Or what do you do for that? I like being that guy when I was coming up as a kid and I was one of the better hockey players in the league, people come up to me and saying, Hey, could you teach me how to do this? Could you teach me how to do that? I always like to help people. That was always a passion of mine. And that's like this sober sit down. I, I don't give a rat's ass if it ever if it ever makes me a nickel. I just have fun doing it. I love networking with the people and th- how how like you said, Wade, what turns into one interview, and that's why it's good not to burn bridges. I learned with in life in general, can and especially anybody that wants to get into podcasting, the way that this the guest umbrella and open up once you get what one and if you're respectful and you treat people right and you handle yourself and conduct yourself in a professional mannerism, your window of opportunities are pretty much endless. True. Yeah. And, and, and real quick, Adrian, before you go, I just want to say this and kind of step on what, what Scott said as well. If I don't make a dollar out of this, if this never, you know, never makes me like he said, a nickel, I've gotten to talk to guys that I've only seen on the big screen. 
Mm-hmm. I got to talk to Tommy Chong, <laughs> like from Cheech and Chong. I mean, how damn cool was that? I got to have a almost two hour long conversation with Tommy Chong. I talked with Tom Sizemore, you know, star of Natural Born Killers, Heat, um, Saving Private Ryan, Pearl Harbor for almost, it was over three hours. Um, you know, those are things that, you know, will will now with the YouTube, they'll go on forever. Probably long after I'm gone, they'll still be floating around somewhere. And so just for the fact that I've been able to do that, you know, Stars from the Sopranos, that was my favorite show. I watch it probably once a year, me and my wife. And so now, like, every time somebody comes on, I'll be like, oh, I interviewed that guy. I interviewed that guy. <laughs> and I mean, like, that's what does it for me, the fact that I got to do that. And that just, that means so much more to me than... A paycheck. Don't get me wrong. If a paycheck comes along with it, I'm gonna cash that some bitch. But for right now, just doing it is 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 good for me. Yeah, no, I, I agree with you guys. You know, I mean, it's nice to hear that you guys feel the same way and you guys go through the same thing because, you know, that you know, I listen. You know, all my free time goes to this when I'm not, you know, working or spending time with family. You know, it all always, man. So it's crazy that, you know, you guys go through the same thing and think the same way. So, I mean, I, I don't talk to anyone else in my life that does, cause I don't know anyone else that, you know, is in the podcast game. So, you know, I'm, I'm glad that, you know, I keep smiling cause you guys are saying, saying the same shit that I'm thinking, <laughs> but, uh, you know, I got my start, you know, when I started my clothing brand back in like 2020, you know, when COVID and shit was going on, when I had like less time at work. So, I had more time to, you know, just mess around with stuff and just kind of, you know, I don't know. You have more time on your, your, you have more time on your hands. You have more time to think. And I just got into the clothing brand and I just wanted to have something that I could stand behind and represent. And so I just kind of thought, you know, what, what would that be? And, you know, I thought invest in yourself, you know, and, and from there I was like, that's positive. That's great. You know, I can make all these different kind of designs and stuff and, it's meaningful. You know what I mean? So a year later, you know, fast forwarding, you know, when I got into the podcasting stuff, I wanted to give my, my brand a voice, you know, so I wanted to interview people that were investing in themselves, you know, no matter what walks of life they are, what they've been through, you know, whether they're a businessman or an ex gangster, you know what I mean? It's just, it's kind of like you, Scott, you know, it's like, uh, you know, like on the road to sobriety, but mine's like on the road to positivity and, you know, changing it around. So, you know, that's where I got with that, you know, when I first started with a lot of, uh, you know, people in my town, actually, you know, maybe my first 10 episodes. And then I discovered Zoom. And after that, I was like, OK, I can do this with anybody. So I started reaching out to people I'm like, damn, he actually messaged me back. Like, this is so weird. Like, that's crazy. <laughs> that, and then, that's the cool thing about it, man. You'd be surprised how many people actually respond to just a mm -hmm. message and yeah, it's a matter of sentence text. And when I discovered that, I was like, damn, I can reach out to all these people. So I started reaching out to all kinds of my, my favorite rappers growing up. You know, I always liked old, older school hip hop and stuff. And, you know, I was glad that I got to meet a lot of these guys and, you know, actually have conversations with them. Like Chip said, you know, like when people play, well, he watches a TV show. But when I, I would hear a song and be like, yeah, I interviewed this guy, you know, and it's mm -hmm. just the fact to say that. And I was like, I got to have more, you know what I mean? And so that's where I kind of kept going, going. And like, like Scott said, you know, you open a door and another, another guest comes, another guest comes. And that's where I, I just kept going with it. And eventually I, you know, kind of, I got into it with, uh, you know, ex mobsters and stuff. And that's where I really thrived. And that's where I've actually, you know, seen your guys' videos when we first met, you know, just, 
the whole mafia community there's that there is there and so i really got into it and probably been doing it you know pretty heavy for the last six months and i even liked it so much you know that i started doing a document documentary series about the american mafia and you know it's a it's going to be an 11 episode series and i got eight of them uh, no, nine of them done now. So it's almost there. I mean, I've been working on it the last six months. And, you know, I I've, I've, I think it's going to be really good. I think it's going to take my channel to the next level with, you know, actually talking about all these different crime bosses and, you know, mob pickers that were each one of these in, in each one of these uh, crime families, you know, because each episode's about a different crime family. Mm -hmm. So, you know, all these things, you know, you do one thing and then it leads to another and then you try it you see if you like it and you, you're like oh damn this is cool let me try this and so you know i just kept going with it and you know it led me to making a documentary that i thought i'd <laughs> never never in my life i thought i'd be doing a documentary but you know i like it i enjoy it like scott said you know if you don't enjoy this stuff i mean you're gonna be burnt out you're not gonna want to do it you're like oh man i gotta go and do this today I mean, you know I, I used to feel that way when i would go to my jobs and when i would go to work and stuff but you know i don't get that feeling for this at all you know i, I look forward to this shit. you know i look forward to having my free time <laughs> yeah the only thing I, it gets me every now and then is, is doing the editing i get tired of hearing my That's own true. voice over and over but as far as the act of doing the interview i That's love true. doing the interview <laughs> <laughs> yeah i know that's I, I agree with you on that because with this documentary i've been doing a hell of a lot of editing but i love that you have <laughs> but i love the recording and i love the research but when you have to actually go through and edit it's like damn this takes forever but it's gonna be worth it when it comes out you know i'm gonna break it down and stuff and you know, I want to go on a lot of different people's shows, you know, like like with you guys and stuff and, you know, promote the hell out of it before I even release it. You know, I want to do like three months or something worth of interviews, yeah. you know. Yeah, for sure. But, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. And you know what I like? Another thing about you guys is, uh, you know, you're not you guys, you guys kind of like myself, like right now, like you don't know how hard it is that I have six episodes that i recorded over the the month of november but i took it easy like i told you adrian i was talking to you about it um i think i might have talked to you about it too wade because we we all we all kind of talk here and there um i said i wanted to take like a month where i just wanted to like kind of like just do all filming and then like right now during the holidays coming up and stuff like that that'll be my time to edit you know and that's and that's why once again i feel as though the position we put ourselves in where, you know, we go to work every day, we, we supply for our family, and this becomes a hobby that we're trying to take it to the next level if it goes to that next level. But if not, so be it. I mean, we don't rush anything, and I think that's why a lot of our stuff comes out quality. And I think that um, these people that they feel as though the more I pump out in a faster pace, the more that I'm going to get more subscribers, more views, more this, more that. And maybe you do. But my opinion is... I want my subscribers to have enough time that people that work full time and people that, you know, don't have the time to like just sit there and listen to a podcast. I don't want to be pumping out episodes on top of episodes where people are missing episodes, if that makes any sense. Yeah, no, I, yeah. I agree. I'll go ahead, Chip. I mean, cut you oh, no, I was going to say, I mean, that's something that I struggle with for a long time because I was only doing one. I would release mine on Sunday evening. That was just there was no particular rhyme or reason why that was just the day that I chose. And I started doing so many interviews, man. I was doing like two a day sometimes for like, you know, a week. And I was getting so burnt out 
on doing them. And then before I knew it, I had like 40 episodes in the can. <laughs> and I'm like, damn, this is almost a year's worth, you know, yeah. of sitting up. So I started doing some during the week here and there. I don't do it every week. Um, and, you know, it's kind of some of the, like, if I obviously, if I've got a top echelon guest, you know, with a high name, they're going to go on the Sunday bracket. But, you know, some of the other ones I'll throw in during the, the middle of the week. But it's just more than anything, it's just to try to get it out there. But I'm like, Scott, I don't feel like pumping out, you know, a video a day yeah. is really beneficial because some people look at it as, and I've done this before with, with TV shows, you know, I think The Walking Dead. I heard it's a great show. I've never seen it. I kept going. I'm just like, damn, you know, I got to start all the way back from the beginning. I don't even feel like doing that. <laughs> and that's what I think sometimes people might think, oh, wow, he's got that many. I don't even, you know, I got to start back from, you know, episode one. And Joe it might Rogan, throw some people off. <laughs> yes. Uh, like Joe Rogan, God, you need five <laughs> years to catch up with that guy, you know. But I mean, it, they can scroll through and look and see, you know, yeah. that's the thing about my show is not there's not going to be. Everybody on there is not going to get pleased by every single episode. It might not interest them, mm-hmm. but trust me, there's something on there for somebody. You know, right. out of ninety something videos, I think that I got up there. You know, you're going to find a good bit of them that's going to interest you for sure. Yeah, and I know, like with uh, you know, we're doing all the recordings back to back. Like shit, I got like thirty, thirty three of them. You know, just waiting. I just feel like consistency. Yeah, I, I, I like that's why I got so many. I just want to put out one once a week, maybe. Maybe, you know, during the month, if I want to put two a week, you know, one week, but I just, I don't know right now I'm just so damn busy and I just feel like one a week is great. Yeah. You know, I, you know, when you first post your video, you see them, of, you see it go up and you see all these people watching and it go and YouTube will promote the shit out of it for a few days if it's good or, you know, they'll keep going and you'll just keep on consistently having views on it. But then I feel like when it drops, you know, almost towards the end of the week, like I feel like that's when I should put another one out, you know, and I think yeah. I might start doing that just so I can consistently have views and stuff. But, you know, think about it. That's eight interviews a month. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I feel like that, that'd eat all of my 30 videos away just like that, you know? So I don't know. I'm, I'm kind of debating on it, but maybe even two, one week and then, you know, the next week one, but I don't know. It's still up for debate. It, depending on the subject matter, too, I've dropped videos in the middle of the week if it happened to land on an anniversary of something. Mm-hmm. Like uh, one of the cases that's always fascinated me, and I knew from the time I started podcasting, eventually I would cover it, was the D.B. Cooper case. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just been one of those things that's kind of eluded America for so long, who he was and did he get away with it and all that. I was able to interview a guy that wrote a book for the 50th anniversary Um and this past November was the 51st anniversary. So I actually dropped that on, I think it was like the day after Thanksgiving yes, um, on the anniversary day. So, you know, things like that. Um, if you got things that come up on the middle of the week, you know, throw an extra one in there just to get it, you know, out of the, out of the queue. But yeah, that's, that's hard. That's hard decisions, man. And I think it's just, you know, it's left up to the, the creator of what he wants to do. Yeah, because doing two, I mean, a week, I mean, yeah, think about it. That's twice the work. <laughs> yeah, that is twice work. the work. And it, you got it, like you said, too, if you blow through them real quick, then next thing you know, then you ain't got nothing to put out for the regular week. So it's it's kind of like that give and take, like, God, I got so many. And, you know, I, I've had interviews now that I'm dropping that I've been sitting on for, for four months. And I'm just like, God, I hope some of the conversation wasn't relevant at the time because they're going to yeah. be like, what the hell? I know that. I, 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 I um. I remember I interviewed Dan Grimaldi from The Sopranos. A few guys, uh, he played Patsy. He was the older guy, wore the glasses, yeah, yeah. and he was in there all the way to the end. 
and the beginning of it, we were talking about March Madness, and we were talking about Gonzaga, and by the time we played this damn thing, it was like it was like middle of football season. <laughs> I was like, that shit's been over with for months. So I was like, oh. I probably should have re-listened to that and cut that out. But yeah. you know, it is it is what it is. Yeah, no, I feel it, man. Yeah, I mean, um, you know, um, one thing I'll tell you, like, you know, you can't like, and like, I, I keep saying like, you know, a lot of stuff because, uh, you know, I, I, I get a lot of times in my inbox, like I've been getting people recently and this is what makes it all worth it is people actually inbox me on Instagram, um, Facebook, emails, not as much as I, as, as, as anyone would think, but every once in a while I'll get like. The other day I was uh, I was out Christmas shopping and, you know, some guy from Florida texts me and, and you know, right off the bat they say, hey, what's up? And I'm thinking like, is this, what am I getting scammed on now? Yeah, and, exactly. and, and, and But then the guy like started talking about like personal details in certain episodes of like that. I'm like, oh, this is actually somebody that actually watches my stuff. And the guy was telling me, you know, he's, he's on the fence about drinking. He keeps trying to stop and, you know, he's having a rough time and, uh, he just said like he goes like some of the stuff that you say in some of your interviews and he started going into like deep content and it really made me feel like you know this was like you know this is what it's all about like this guy's actually digesting what i'm saying like he was going deep into certain episodes that i'm talking like he was talking about a part of one episode i think it was the arlotta episode and that's like an hour and 46 minute episode mm -hmm. and i'm thinking to myself like he's talking about something that happened in the middle of the interview He's going deep in the interview. That means that what I'm saying is actually registering to somebody and somebody's actually digesting that. Now, you could take that side of it, but this is the next thing I want to say is like, you know, I hear some like younger people that talk to me about like wanting to get into podcasting and stuff. And I explained to them like we talked earlier, like get into it for the right reasons. Don't think you're going to be an overnight success story. Do it and brand yourself. Don't be an opportunist and try and use other people's names to get ahead. Um, you know, that, op you know, that some people I notice they become opportun opportunistic in this whole entire podcasting thing and they want to like piggyback off other people's success. And, you know, that's, that's neither here nor there. I mean, that's their business. Um, but one thing that really plays in my mind is like, you, you can't, in the, you're going into this, you got to literally put like blinders on and say to yourself, like outside of this recording, I can't give I can't give a rat's ass what anybody thinks about what I'm about to say. Anything that I say, opinions wise, because I'm sure you guys got it before. Like you know, certain interviews, something like that, you might have got tied up with a word and you said a wrong you said a word the wrong way. Like I think the one day I said genre instead of genre, and like <laughs> this guy was all over me about it in the comments section. I'm like, buddy, I'm like, I'm like, you know what? I'm like, why don't you give us a link to your platform? And I'm like, we could see how they do it in the pros. Yeah, <laughs> you know, and I don't even want to give somebody like that recognition, but like, no. you can't like I learned like early on like you can't like beat yourself up over about like because you're gonna have idiots comment that oh this podcast sucks uh you but like as much as I don't really agree with his content but I don't got no beef with him or anything like that like you know like Lee Cole says it you know the guy's got eight thousand subscribers I mean he's obviously doing something right I mean I don't I don't watch him but I don't. I don't even know enough about him to say anything good or bad, but I do know that, you know, he doesn't care what other people think and he says what he has to say and, you know, I don't watch him, but people watch him and I mean, that's his, that's his angle, you know what I mean?
Yeah, and I'll, I'll, I was going to bring up one thing, uh, Chip, real quick. That you know, you know how he Lee Cole used to do a show with uh, Danny Trio. So you guys, he was an ex mob associate as well, or whatever, or whatever. So I, I posted a clip. Okay, so I did this. I did this thing with him, and I put you know Danny Trio's beef with Michael Francis. Dude, that video, boom, it shit took off, and it's still going. You know, like I, I swipe up right now. I guarantee you, in the last sixty minutes, there's probably like thirty people still watching it. You know, but it's just that video, like it took off, and like you know, you put that beef in there, and people like that. And, you know, so Lee does that, you know, a lot with his channel. But on top of that, you know, like you said, he don't care, he don't respond, or he might respond to him. But you know, one thing that you know I can get out of that is that. You know, whenever anybody talks shit on any of my videos or says anything, you know, disrespectful to me or my guest that I have on, I just say, thanks for watching. Smiley face. That's it. Yeah, I leave it at that. Amen. <laughs> I mean, there. I was a big, like I told you guys earlier, I was a big wrestling fan from back in the day. And like the Attitude Era was kind of like, you know, to me, the best time to be a wrestling fan. And Eric Bischoff, who was running WCW at the time, you know, he had the NWO and it was popping. I mean, WCW was on top of the game. And he wrote a book called Controversy Equals Cash. And I think in our genre, controversy equals views. Yeah. Because that seems like what what gets people to do it. And, and Lee does that quite a bit. Um, you know, and, and everyone runs their own show the same way. I personally would never have a guest on and then turn around and, and bash them after the fact. Because to me, that would drive other people to not want to come on my show. At least that's my way of thinking. Um, <laughs> right. But, you know, like I said, whatever he's doing is, is, is working for him. He's, he's got numbers. Right. But, you know, you're going to run across your guest to where, and it's hard as an interviewer because, like you said, Scotty, we all got day jobs. You know, we're, we're not fucking private investigators. We can't vet every single thing that these guys tell us. We have to take it, you know, take them at their word. And, you know, to a certain point, I think everybody, you know, might bump up, you know, oh, I hit this guy and, you know, he flew two feet. Well, next yeah. time, maybe he flew 10 feet or whatever the case may be. Right. But you, we can't vet every single story we're told. And yet there's so many people out here that have opinions about this person or that person. And I'm just like, you know, if you weren't there, how do you know? You know, and I used to get caught up in that and respond to every single one. And then finally, I was just like, you know what? I can't. I'm giving too much attention to people that really make no bearings about it. And, you know, Anthony Ramundi one I'll bring up. You know, <laughs> I, I love Anthony to death. And yeah, he's probably too. I think right now he's probably like my most watched video. And it's every week I get two or three comments, you know, new comments. Oh, this guy, I don't know. Oh, this guy's lying. This guy's this, this guy's that. Well, I'm, I'm just, I tell them, you know, I used to say on every comment, I'm like, well, do you have any proof? Cause if you do, I'll, I'll put you on the show with him. Yeah. He'll, he'll, he'll sit down and talk to you. He you will. Know, it'll be inter yeah. It'll be entertaining <laughs> and nobody ever takes me up on it. So, no. you know, I can't tell you if everything he said is true. I wasn't even born when half the stuff that went mm -hmm. on that he said went on is true. So I have to take him at his word, but that's, you know, that's what we can do. We can only do what they tell. We can only put out what they tell us. Well, that's we what just, I mean. Oh, sorry, Adrian. Go ahead. I was going to say, we just report the stories. Hey, yeah. Well, exact, exactly. And that, that's, that's just what it is. Like one of my probably least viewed video. Well, it's not my least viewed videos, but it's down there. I mean, like, but like anybody that gives me an opportunity for an interview, like 
And that's the thing, like, what I say about the sober sit-down, because, like, I'm starting a new platform. I'm starting tomorrow night, but it's not going to be released till like, later on. What I'm doing is I'm doing group setting style meetings, and it's going to be people that can come on up to 12 guests, and we're going to talk about everything from mental health to sobriety to you can have a gambling addiction. You could add addition, addiction to steroid abuse. You could have... You could have had um, toxic relationships. and You could be in the, the job that you absolutely hate, but you don't know the way out of it to advance yourself. We're going to be running groups on the sober sit-down. And I don't care if you're the guy that, you know, stocks the shelves at Walmart at night or if you're a high-profile gangster. Anybody's more than welcome to come on the show. That's what I'm going to be doing on Wednesday nights to do more of a group-style settings. I mean, it's not traditional AA where it's going to be kept behind closed doors. It is going to be viewed for those people that are out there struggling, that are at their jo- that job that they hate going to, or that are in that toxic relationship that they're dealing with, or that are struggling with alcohol or drugs or whatever, mind you. They might hear it, and if that reaches one person... And that changes that person's life. I, my, my job's done for the night. And, you know, like, to go back to, like, what I was about to say before I got I got caught up in that, you know, we were talking about, you know, you have people on. One of my, like, lesser viewed ones, but one of the most commented ones was when I had Gunner on. And oh, everybody's yeah. like, and I mean, I mean, listen, entertainment's entertainment. I mean, a lot of people, you know, he's a liar, he's this, he's that. But who, at the end of the day, if he is or he isn't, who cares? It's entertainment, and however he tells the story, he may he may be lying. I don't know. I mean, I don't. Anybody that gives me time, I have respect for, especially if it's on a weekend. I get interview somebody on a Sunday or something, and you know, like, I just I just can't stand like that's that hatred, jealousy, like nonsense. I mean, if you want to call somebody's bluff, call somebody's bluff. But like to go out of your way and just continually bash somebody to make your show better or your make you feel better about yourself in life. Like a lot of these guys that diss the guys that are in the mob genre, like you said, like Wade, you weren't fucking there. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like, like you were not there. You know what I mean? You're going, everything's based off a hearsay status. You're talking to somebody who hates somebody who hates somebody (laughs) that it all just goes around the carousel. Yeah, and, and I can tell you this, you know, as far as Ramundi goes, and that's another cool thing about, you know, this podcast, I'll, I'll sidestep for a second. It's opened the doors for so many, you know, networking relationships. I mean, I got friends in Florida that I talk to. I got friends in New York. I've actually flown up to New York twice and recorded in studios. And one of the first times I went up there, Ramundi was like, hey, call me when you get up here. You know, we'll, we'll ride around. I'll show you a few things. And I had a photographer buddy of mine come up with me and we met him and he drove us all around Brooklyn. I mean, three and a half fucking hours. This guy drove us around Brooklyn and he's got a challenger. So, you know, that thing was sucking gas. It's like the 392, um, the big, the big motor in there. And I mean, everywhere we're going, he's like, all right, so-and-so used to be there. If he was lying, then he's the one of the best liars I ever seen. Because he was saying where this happened, where that happened, where so-and-so hung out. I mean, either that or he couldn't have made all that shit up on a whim. Now, he wasn't saying he was involved in all this. He was just saying, okay, here's where, you know, this person used to do business. Here's where this person got killed. Not that he done it, but this is just where it happened. Because I'd never been in Brooklyn before. Anytime I'd visited New York, I was always in the city in Manhattan. And we got done. We dro- He drove us to a restaurant. We went in. 
He was greeted with respect from the guy there. I, you know, could have been his, his uncle for all I know, but I know he was greeted with respect. We were greeted with respect. We sat down, we had a good meal. And because he's drove us around this whole time and gave me some content to put out, I've still got to actually edit that together and put it out. I was going to pay for the meal. And I go to reach in my pocket when the check came and he points at me and he said, absolutely not. You keep your hands in your pockets. Use with me. You're my guest. You don't pay. <laughs> and I was like, all right, you know, I got it. I appreciate it. And I mean, you know, so as far as I'm concerned, I, I love her money to death. I mean, you know, I, I like him. You know, other people can have their opinions all they want. I'll probably talk to her Monday once a week, to be honest. And, you know, before that, I'd seen him on Vlad. And, you know, I've never in a million years a year ago, if you would say, hey, you'll, you'll talk to that guy once a week, you For know, real. a year from now, I'd be like, get the fuck out of here. And, I mean, it's like that, you know. Yeah. I mean, I, I talk to people like that that you don't think you would normally talk to a, a good bit. Right. Yeah. What I don't like, what I don't like is like the people that it's this like this red team, blue team horseshit that goes on. Like it's like it's like people that don't know you, Wade, saying, "Oh, Wade's an asshole because he associates himself with Ramundi," but they don't know you. But they don't know you. You know yeah. what I mean? Like 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 just because somebody else had a falling out with somebody, whatever it may be, we shouldn't be judged because of our association because a relationship worked out with people that we know. Yeah. Exactly, but there's and a that, lot of that's that. The same thing with politics and shit too. I've got a guy that I went to school with. We disagree on everything. We disagree on football. We disagree on women. We disagree on politics. But at the end of the day, he's still one of my best friends, and I'm not gonna not associate with him because he voted different than I did. You know, that's that's ridiculous. And I tell people all the time. You know, I've had people ask me. You know, you know, I don't know if I should interview that guy. It might piss somebody off. And I'm like, who cares? No, like, no, like you here. said, Scott, they're they're giving you their time to sit down and, and tell their story. And to me, I'm grateful for that. Somebody's going to sit down and tell their story on my show. So I'm not going to not interview somebody because some asshole sitting in his mom's basement thinks that the guy's lying. You know, I mean, <laughs> yeah. uh, what validation do they have? You know what exactly. I mean? They're, they're, they're basement gremlins. That's what I call them. Basement gremlins. I mean, they're the guys that hide behind the screen. They fucking talk tough all the time. I mean, now I'm going to start getting amped up. <laughs> it's like, it's like, it's like, you know, like, like where, what the era that I, we grew up, I mean, I'm 37. Uh, wait, how old are you? 39. I'm 39. <laughs> yeah. So, so, I mean, I mean, no offense to you, Adrian, but like the, the, like a little bit older, like, the generation that we came up with, like, wait, when you went to school, you talk shit, you fought. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, it ain't like that no more. Like, like I, I mean, there's all this shit over social media, texting and all this stuff. Like, people are soft now. Yeah. It's like, it's like for you to, like, call people out. Like, like I, I see, like, a lot of people, like, you know, I, I, I'm not, I'm not, like, we call it up here. Like, I'm not, like, dick riding nobody or anything like that. But, like, you know, like. I want to see you, like, the people that, like, they talk shit about, like, Johnny A-Light or, like, Anthony Arlotta or, like, uh, all these guys. Like, wh where were you 20 years ago when they were active in the life? You wouldn't have said that shit to them. Like, you know, someone probably wouldn't say it now. No. Well, not behind the screen, at least. You know, and it's just, like, it's, like, what, but, but in, in retrospect, like, like, I mean, yeah, I guess they can say it's entertainment, but it's it's it, a lot of it like some of it is maybe some of it is maybe some of it isn't but i don't care enough to do my own research i judge a lot of these guys for how the respect they treat me i don't judge them from their past life like i can tell you i've probably i think i have right now i have like 26 episodes on my on my platform right now and i could tell you i would say about 20 out of the 26 guests that i had on 
sent me a text and said happy thanksgiving because that's the type of friendship that i i have with the people that were on my show because if i don't do nothing with them now they're like i'm networking like you know like you know like adrian like you were you were having anthony on your show anthony arlotta i still was in contact with him you know i i you know put in a good word for you because that's how we network with one another all of us we're here to help each other not hurt each other you know and um you know i just say like people that want to go out and burn bridges you know you just these people that want to go out and continuously burn bridges i mean eventually you're gonna get stuck on the island alone you're not gonna have an exit off yeah Exactly. That's true. And that's why, kind of like Adrian said, you know, he's got his little comments or something back. I, I've gotten to where now I'm just like, well, if you don't like this video, I got some with a porn star. If, if that don't satisfy you, I don't know what will. You know, I mean, somehow or another, I really don't know how exactly it happened, but I kind of got like sucked into the adult entertainment industry. <laughs> and I got like probably 15 entertainers and a producer. Uh, all in like a span of like two months and my wife like she knows that I do this and she's just like so what are you trying to become like the Howard Stern of podcasting I'm like well there's gotta be one he's about yeah. to retire you know I mean if it is it might as well be me they, but they say sex sells you know sex yeah. sells absolutely, <laughs> yeah, exactly. absolutely. What, one of the first guests I had on early on was uh, Jasmine St. Clair and I mean she was you know in the porn industry back in the day then she got into wrestling and now she has her own podcast and you know, it's sex always sells, man. Like I think they said in The Sopranos, it's one of like the oldest businesses there is. I mean, it's never gonna go away. There's always gonna that could be something that somebody was addicted to for for your show, um, Scotty. You know, yeah. like, oh, <laughs> I, I don't know if I want to. I don't know if I want to go down that road. <laughs> that's open a whole other kind of addiction. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, that's getting that's getting in there. But I mean, like I'm going this weekend. I'm going to Greenville. Um, one of the girls that, you know, we were talking through Instagram and I asked her if she wanted to come on the show, but she's an actual like burlesque dancer. Like if you know, there's a difference between a stripper and a burlesque dancer. They actually put on a performance and she's fixing to do her last tour. She lives in Canada, but she's like, we do our kickoff tour for our 30 week tour in Greenville. And she said, that's not too far from you. If you want to come up there, there's going to be like eight playmates and uh former playboy playmates and fhm cover models at this place and she's like there's going to be photographers there then after they get done doing the photography session we can set you up and you can interview each one of them and i'm just like i can't give you a shorter answer than yes i'll be there <laughs> so that's where i'll be this weekend in greenville doing that so you know all kind of different things i go from new york hanging out with mobsters and and guys that's been in you know done time to Greenville hanging out with burlesque dancers and you know who the hell knows next month you know yeah. that's what I mean like would you be doing that had you not take the chance and I mean once again it's a hobby you don't get paid for but the networking alone like I text all like a lot of the guys that I still keep in contact with that like you know like for a while there me and Larry Mazza were doing a little sideshow together and you know thing life just gets too busy sometimes i mean i yeah. change i change my work i was uh at the time i was a truck driver and now i'm into auto sales so my schedule changed larry got busy at the gym i mean stuff happens you know what i mean like we were uh, originally we were going to do a, a weekly segment then it turned into a bi-weekly segment now it's like whenever we have time you know there, there, there's no there's no gun to either one of our head like when when we got to be on set you know what i mean when we get together we get together and everybody's busy and like you know uh 
some people understand it and some people won't. You know, some people will be like, oh, you know, oh, yeah, it, it's all lies. It's falsified. There's nothing falsified. You know what I mean? It is what it is. You want to believe it? If not, then fuck you, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah, you try your true. hand at shit, you know? If it works, it works. I mean, we, we had a little uh, gambling show that I was doing with Ruggiano, uh, but with his schedule and my schedule, it was hard to link up sometimes, and especially with your gambling, you, you want to kind of get those info you know, before Thursday night. So that only left us after the, after Monday night game, that only leaves you Tuesday and Wednesday to get together before your Thursday night game, if that's going to be part of your pick. So the schedule was kind of tight and we decided to hold off on it. You know, hopefully we'll pick it back up if things can get, you know, set up. But I mean, I, I love talking football, you know, with people. That's, that's my sport of choice. I mean, nothing against all the other ones, but football is just kind of my thing. And I love talking football and I'm not opposed to putting a, you know, a little wager down on a team here and there. So that that all all things that fit under my umbrella. And that was like one of the coolest interviews that I've ever done. I think it's probably my favorite one out of everybody. And I don't know if you guys, have, I'm sure you got Netflix. You ever seen that uh, show Bad Sport? No. Uh-uh. Okay, so it, it highlights about four or five different uh, segments of people that were in sports in some kind of way that done something – that degraded the game. Like one guy, he was actually a, a Le Mans racer, but he was smuggling marijuana. His name was Randy Lanier. I'm trying to get him on. But one of the first ones on there was this guy named Joe Gagliano. And what he did was mastermind the Arizona State point shaving scandal in like the late 90s in college basketball. The star for Arizona State was in debt to a campus bookie. The campus bookie knew a guy that had, you know, pretty good money back in Chicago and they orchestrated a point shaving scandal and they made a lot of money off of it, but eventually they all got arrested. And when I seen that episode on there, I'm like, man, I got to interview this guy. And I went through a couple channels and finally tracked him down. And, you know, he was impressed by the fact that I found him for one. <laughs> and then he wound up doing the show. And I mean, we've done about an hour and 45 minute show and it's, it's on there. His name is Joe Gagliano, and he was behind the Arizona point shaving scandal. And, I mean, it's an amazing story. You guys got to check that out. I yeah, do that I, too, though. Like, when I see someone on TV now, I'll, I'll, if I'm interested, I go and I, I start researching and trying to find them, man, mm-hmm. <laughs> right away. Well, uh, what was it? Um, yeah, I mean, one thing that came out of this, I mean, like, um, like I don't know about you, Wade, I mean, and Adrian, but, like, um, you know, my kid's seven. Uh, wait, how old? How old do you? Thirteen. Thirteen. How about you, Adrian? You have five. A, five. Yeah. So like, so like, have you guys noticed like with being in podcasting and stuff like that? Like, I noticed, but I, I come from like a very judgmental style, small community. So like, I've noticed like since I started podcasting, like I've I've gotten some like different sort of looks. I guess I don't know if it's because of my guest audience or what, mm-hmm. but I don't know if people are actually like hearing me speak how I normally would speak in a normal setting, not knowing like, you know, like when it's, Hey, meet the, meet the parents to the other kids in the class. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know if there's parents out there listening or what. And they like, that's like the real side of me or whatever, but, or people that didn't know I was originally an addict and now they look down on me. I I don't know. I can't assume, but do you guys notice anything like that? People look at you differently since you started podcasting. You can go ahead first, Chip. Uh, I've definitely noticed some some looks. I mean, I I don't do too much where I tell my stories because when I have guests on, I like to kind of 
focus on them. But depending on the guest, you know, I'll share a story from my own personal side of things. And, you know, I've led a, a crazy life that a lot of people don't know a lot about. And I think most people that, that do know me know that I probably was a little wild back in my day. Not like wild as in, you know, got in trouble, but just I was always the life of the party, man. You know, if somebody had beer and, you know, music, that's where I was at. You know, I mean, I was just that type of guy. And so I don't think a lot of people are shocked, but I think the fact that I'm talking to a lot of these people is is shocking people. And, you know, I kind of get a look, man, man, how did you get into that? You know, that's, that's the person that everybody, what made you do that? And I was like, you know, I just did it. And, and they're like, well, how did you get in contact with that person? I'm like, you know, it's a real complicated process. I sent them a DM. <laughs> and, you know, some people was like, man, you interviewing this person, you ain't scared they're going to come to your house. I'm like, why the fuck would they want to come to my house? Like, I'm, <laughs> I'm putting them on YouTube. I mean, they're, I'm giving them a platform to tell their story. Like, I mean, and I don't think anybody's going to come and, and, you know, take me out while I'm checking the mail. But, you know, people just, I think they don't get it. And, and when they say those types of things, I know that those are people that just see the clips and they don't actually watch the interview. That's right. how you can tell. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, but for me, you know, when I, uh, for me, I guess I really, uh, I don't know. My daughter thinks it's pretty cool. I mean, she's five years old and, you know, sometimes when I'm editing and stuff, you know, she was like, Oh, you're doing your, you know, she calls it IIY podcast. Cause that's the initials or whatever, but she thinks it's cool. And, you know, even today she's, she was just asking about like, uh, you know, like bad criminals or something. She's like, She's like, well, I don't want you to go to jail because then you can't make your 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 podcast no more. <laughs> and I'm just like, I ain't going nowhere, you know, and stuff. But no, she, I mean, you know, the, everyone that I talk to about it, you know, family and everything, they think it's cool. You know, my grandparents, I tell them, oh, I'm interviewing this gangster today. And, you know, my grandma would be like, what the hell is wrong? Or what, what are you doing with all them gangsters? <laughs> you know, but she, she don't, I mean, it's not like she hates it, but she's just joking with me. But, you know, yeah. everyone thinks it's pretty cool and. That's I mean, but you know, like you, you said, you know, I ask you, how did you get that guest on? Or how did you talk to this person? That's so cool. And that to me, I'm like, hell yeah, I got that person on. And like, you know, it, it feels good. You know, when you do. <laughs> oh yeah. My, my daughter over the summertime, we were at this function at the park and it was like, there's like a local park by her grandparents' house. And like, there was family and friends there. And there was like a basketball tournament going on. They had like a public pool and everything. And over the summertime, when I like really started getting into this, I was on my phone an abundance amount of time. Cause like, as you guys know, the phone just doesn't stop sometimes once you start networking. It's yeah. people umbrella into. So the one, the one, um, I was over in the corner of the park and um, my daughter goes to um, the one, the one cousin goes, Who's your daddy on the phone with? And she turns around. She's only seven at the time. And she turns around. She goes, the mob. And I go, what the <laughs> hell is wrong with you? <laughs> <laughs> and everybody just turned around and gave me, like, the weirdest look in the world. And I'm like, it's not like that. I'm like. <laughs> Ex-mobster. <laughs> but, I mean, oh, out, out, of all, out of all this, you know, I mean, it was, um, you know, it made me believe that, you know, for once, you know, I, I mean, you, I'm sure you guys felt the same way. Like all the people that we got to speak with so far, where we're at today. I mean, it just it makes you it makes you like we're at one time. Like I would have never imagined talking to some of the people that I once watched on other podcasts, like Vlad, Valuetainment, some of those big ones. And now, like to sit down with them, have these people's cell phone numbers, call them every once in a while, say what's up, is like it's almost like surreal sometimes. And you know what? It made me believe like no matter what anybody tells you, like. Anything's possible in life. I don't care what anybody says. 
Yeah, absolutely, absolutely man, 100%. Because like I said, I, I said earlier, but I, I'll say it again, just for anybody that's looking for an outlet that maybe thinks this is something they want to do, I, I got into this. I bought a Rodecaster Pro, a laptop, and a, a mic, and a, a ring light. So, you know, I probably invested, and, and the Rodecaster Pro was probably overkill right off the rip, but it was, to me, it was a little bit easier to work. Um, so I probably started this all for like under eight, nine hundred bucks and, you know, just, just got rolling and I had no connections at all. I just, you know, I emailed people. I came about it the right way. It's all in the presentation. You know, if you just send somebody a DMs like, Hey, I want to interview you on my show. They're probably not going to respond to that shit because they might no. get a million of them or that's not really, there's not thought into it. Like I, I actually send out like a well-typed email. Hey, you know, I'm a fan of yours for this reason. Yep. You've know, been following you for this amount of time. Past guests include, you know, and, and list yep. them. Obviously, in the beginning, I couldn't include a lot of past guests because I didn't have any. But, you know, I was able to build up the, the guest list. And like Scotty said, you know, I would have never dreamed I'd have been able to interview some of the people that I have. You know, one of the, the big, like, crown jewels in my video log was, uh, I think I talked to him about him earlier, was Oscar Goodman. Yeah. who was the mob lawyer um, that represented guys like Tony Spilatro and Frank Rosenthal, uh, all from the movie Casino. He was their lawyer. He played their lawyer in Casino, and then later on he became the mayor of Las Vegas. That dude hadn't done a lot of podcasts. Like, he done one with Patrick Bed David, but that's about it. Like, he does not do a lot of video podcasts. And, you know, a friend of mine hooked me up with him, and I was very grateful for that. And it was just, you know, surreal. And then, like you said, a lot of guys that's been on Vlad. I think I've interviewed probably like four or five people that's, that's been on Vlad. And some of them, I don't know if it's how Vlad interviews, um, but like some of them I was a little nervous about because they wouldn't give a lot of detail in Vlad's answer. You know, he would he would break something down like, okay, well, you've done this for this many years and you were at this level. Is that right? And they would just go, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> They, they were, they were like, probably nervous too, you know. Well, well, the there. one guy, and I'm not going to say his name, but uh, the one guy told me that the way Vlad was delivering it, it was like he was telling him what he did in his life instead mm. of asking him what he did in his life. Yeah. And and I can see that. And he's like, you know, I'm not going to justify somebody telling me what I did. And they didn't know. They, they, they're they going off what they heard. And, and that was his reasoning. And when he said that, it made sense. Yeah. And when I when I interviewed him, I was asking him, what he did i didn't tell him what he did yeah, and, and watching it back when i listened to it he was exactly right and and he does it he'll say okay well so and so you done this again like we said earlier how the fuck do you know if you wasn't there how do you know what right. he did mm -hmm. you know so you ask him it's been reported that you know this happened what's tell us how it really went down that's how i worded it, you know yeah yeah, it feels, though, that, like, and no disrespect to Vlad, I mean, obviously his numbers speak for himself. I mean, he's very successful at what he does. Yeah. I personally think the way he approaches certain people, he does it in a rude manner. I mean, I treat my guests like guests. I have more of a, but, I mean, who am I to, who am I to say how he runs his platform? I right. just don't, that's my opinion. My opinion is that he's rude to a lot of his guests, but, I mean, I mean, maybe, maybe some people view it as upfront. Maybe some people view it as he answers, I mean, that's just my opinion, you know, and I, I mean, I'm just going to say it, and it, I don't think anybody has to agree with me on it, but that's that's just how I feel about it. Yeah. But as far as, uh, like, um, feel as though that this is going really well, guys, um, you know, where, you know, down the rabbit hole, I think we can probably 
finish out with this one is um like down the rabbit hole what do you want to get out of your your podcasting and i'll start with wade then we'll go down to adrian i'll finish up if you want all right yeah um I think ultimately, and I'm kind of already working on something similar to what Adrian was doing. It's not mob related, but I think when you do all these different interviews with all these different people from all these different walks of life, you find something that just kind of catches you and you feel like you want to elaborate more on it. Like a one hour show or a one and a half hour show isn't going to cover it. And I got hooked up with a guy that wrote a book, um, I can't remember the title because it's very long, but it's like it's called the Shadow Government. It's like JFK conspiracy stuff, stuff like that. And we actually redid that Boys on the Tracks case that I talked about earlier, and it went so well. I'm like, man, we can't really just leave it off, and we put it together, and we're gonna do like a ten episode series, and we're gonna do the Boys on the Tracks, which ties into Barry Seal. If you've ever seen the movie, American Made was a big drug smuggler. Mm -hmm. uh, that Tom Cruise played him in a movie. Then that's going to be tied into the Clintons. So we're going to do an episode on the Clintons. We're going to do one on JFK, one on Iran-Contra, who we're hoping to get Freeway Ricky Ross on because he was heavily involved with that. Then we're going to do one on Oklahoma City and 9-11. So it's kind of going to be like a 10-part series of conspiracy, government cover-up type things. And I'm real excited about it. We've got three episodes in the can. Those things take a lot to edit because if you're going to do something to that magnitude, you want to do it right. You don't want to rush it. And it's a while away from being coming out. I'd probably say mid-2023 before I start releasing them because I want to release them all together. Right. Um, so, But that's, that's kind of what I want to do. I mean, if that goes well, get into something to where I can do like episodic series is. And that's that's really what I would like to get to is where I can do something like that. And and obviously, you know, get compensated for it because that's not easy to do and not easy to put together. So, you know, get some sponsorships and, you know, get something behind me to where that could be funded. And it would be something that I would really enjoy doing. And I already enjoy the, the conversation piece of it. So, you know, and it doesn't have to stick with that. You can change up genres each time. You know, I could do one about the mob, you know, later on or you know, one about drug smuggling. We've talked to a lot of drug smugglers. I think something along the lines of drug smugglers and, and ATF agents together would be very interesting to find out each side of the coin. Yeah, I think so, too. I think that's a really good thing, you know, to want to get out of it, you know, something more than just the podcasting, you know, because you, yeah. build, you build your audience already, you know, but you want to continue to build it and then put something out there that they're going to already be interested in because they're already a subscriber, you know, so... Mm -hmm. That, that's why I went with the American Mafia, you know, for me to, you know, do a documentary of. So what I want to get out of the whole <clears throat> podcast stuff is, you know, continue to build up my audience and do more, more documentary kind of stuff. And, you know, hopefully maybe one day, you know, be a part of a movie or some shit, you know, that'd be, that'd be cool, you know. But, yeah, absolutely. But, you know, for now, just keep working on, you know, my podcast and, you know, make some money off of it. You know, I, I finally hit the 1,000 subscribers. I think I'm at almost 1,300 now. I, I, it's just been growing, you know, these last two weeks. Congratulations on that, by the way. Yeah, yes, yeah, sir. appreciate that, man. And so, you know, I'm, I'm glad. I'm glad that I got all these subscribers that enjoy the shit. And, you know, I got plenty more coming. <laughs> what yeah. about you, Scott? Um, I got, I got, you know, I always dream. I always, I always, I always come to the table with a full plate. I like to say it like that. I always stack my plate high and um i try and knock out 
my biggest thing is like I do that on a weekly basis is I learned over the years I like to hold myself accountable and I'll set short-term, long-term goals for myself and I try knocking them out and if I don't, I hold myself accountable but within reason, you know, life takes course sometimes, you know what I mean? But for as far as like my ultimate plan, you know, like if I can, you know, if I can speak on behalf of what the next two years hopefully will will be for the sober sit down. Um, the first thing that we're working on right now is I finally, we purchased the domain last month for SoberSitDown.com. That's going to be um, a platform that people can access our YouTube channel, um, a place you can go. Um, we're going to try and do um, life coaching, um, answer seeking. We're going to set up groups on that. Um and then um, we're going to have like a merchandising area, which we're going to have like motivational gear where it's going to have, you know, some motivational T-shirts, hoodies, uh, protein shakers. And then I have a friend of mine who was the vice president uh, or not vice president, the VP of district sales for GNC. Uh, me and him are going to try and come out with our own uh, supplement line, but more of a like a natural supplement line which is like not filled with like, you know, the garbage fillers and stuff like that. Um, one thing that keeps me on point is in sobriety is um, I like to channel a lot of my frustrations, um, daily struggles and everything like that. I like to go to the gym and decompress. That's what keeps me going. So to come out with a supplement line kind of coinciding with the life coaching and answer seeking and all that stuff that could be purchased on the website. I'm also in the process of because I've never actually, I've told tidbits of my life, but from start to finish, um, I'm actually in the process of this winter, I'm going to try and put out my own book, uh, the story of my own life. Yeah. Uh, I'm working with a publisher right now, and um, it's right it's at, it's at ground level. So, I mean, it's not something that's going to come out immediately, but it's something that we're working on right now. Uh, and um, I'm actually working on a side project uh, that's, more likely going to get released. We already started doing some filming, as you know, Adrian, and I think, Wade, I talked to you about it. Um, me and uh, Anthony Hootie Russo are going to be linking up and doing a side project called Level Up with Hootie and Stutch. Um, I don't know if it's going to be weekly, bi-weekly. We're going to try and do it weekly, see how it goes. Um, we're going to be doing some things where we meet up. We just went to New York uh, three weeks ago. We did a say whole it. segment. Um, I've been throwing out little teasers here and there on Instagram and stuff. Um, we're going to try and, um, you know, link, we're going to try and like move around a little bit. We're going to maybe go up to in the winter time, maybe take a trip up to Connecticut and link up with our ladder or maybe, um, head down to Florida and meet up with some people. But that's like, you know, ultimately like bigger goals. But for right now, we're just going to be doing some, uh, off of the like mob genre. Um, we're going to be doing like more motivational content. He's going to jump on with me and we're going to be calling it level up. Um, it's not going to be, you know, affiliated with the sober sit down. It's not going to be affiliated with the hoodie social club. It's going to be totally something, um, off, off the, off the thing. And then, um, eventually, like you said, Adrian, uh, one of my biggest goals in life ever since high school was to get behind the screen. And I always wanted to be in movies or uh, TV series. And, um, I started talking to some people, you know, we, we, uh, we linked up with like Ciro there. We did that thing with Mob King. You know, you start talking to people and you realize it's not that far out of reach <laughs> as much as you think it is. I mean, you get some headshots, you know, I live close to New York, you know, all you can do is try. And like, just like this podcast, we didn't know until we tried. 
Yep. And look yeah. where it got us till today. I mean, you know, I, I have some ideas that I have scripted up in my head. I've had like a, a TV series idea I wanted to do, not documentary style, but like a uh, probably like a fictional story about, you know, it's kind of like true crime related, but it's not a documentary. It's actually like a TV series I, I, uh, I started writing a couple of years ago. But um, I got a lot of stuff I'm thinking about doing. But, you know, one day at a time and uh, yeah. we kind of just put it. I think it all kind of, I said a lot to digest there, but it all kind of works together with, with everything yeah. that I got going on. No, yeah, one, one's going to feed the other. Yeah, Ex- exactly. And that's how, and that's how, like, you know, this whole podcasting, I think, started and is continuing for all of us is what started out as something small, just continually to grows. And I mean, like, look at Wade, you know, you're going on that trip this, this weekend coming up. I mean, Adrian, you know, you got some stuff, I got some stuff like the, the doors just keep opening up. And like, you know, all those people that, like I said, that I still keep in contact with that I did interview at one time, you know, they text me once in a while, hey, a happy Thanksgiving or whatever the other day. And I like you start texting back and forth. And, you know, I, I always say to them, you know, your friendship means more to me than the actual interview you gave me. Because that's yeah. what it's all about is like when you could just pick up the phone and just talk to them, like, you know, just like they're your friends. You know, it's it, it's you know, people don't realize. And that's why it pisses me off when a lot of people get judgmental based upon other people's opinions, because some people aren't who people portray them to be from behind the screen you know yeah, yeah. that's true man and i've had those same experiences you know i, I picked up it was a couple weeks ago i had something go on and i talked with uh Aralata about it and i called i talked to him for about an hour you know we were on the phone and yeah. you know that's just something that you you don't expect that would come out of it you know i don't talk to every single guest that i've ever had on after the fact some people are are one and done and and that's understandable but some of the ones that you know, you, you can just tell. You can tell in the middle of the interview. Basically, I say, all right, if this is a guy I can hang out with in a bar, you know, we click, you know, or, or any setting, really. Um, you just click and you exchange numbers and you keep that relationship going beyond the show. You don't have to talk to them every day, you know. I mean, once a month, you know, sometimes I, I don't talk to some of these guys, but once a month. But, you know, some guys are, are more frequent. But that's just the, the benefit of, of doing all this. Yeah. yeah, like once in a while, like, you know, like you see a guest like – like I see, like um, for instance, like I Nick, I think you guys all had him on too. Like Nick Christopher's, he's mm-hmm. a, he's an author, author, and like once in a while, like I'll see him like putting up Destinies or you know one of his uh, stories he wrote with John Ayla, like God he rolls or something like. Or yeah, I don't yeah. think he did. He didn't do John. I don't prison think he rules. Did, prison rules. Prison. Yeah. yeah, God he rolls is with George Anastasia. Yeah. Um, but like if I see him like throw something up, like I might not have talked to him in a while, but I see him on Facebook promote one of his books. You're damn right, I'm gonna put share. And like, because, yeah. you know, at one point in time, he gave me an interview. I'm going to mm-hmm. share his content to try and help him out. And I think that is what, when you help people, you know, it's, it all works with each other rather than trying to compete with one another. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah for sure. I agree. But yeah, guys, uh, I thank you for coming out tonight. I think that was a blast. Um, we should do it again sometime. Absolutely. And, uh, and I thought, uh, I, I hope, you know, for those of people out here, you know, that heard it, you know, I hope those of you that are, maybe thinking about going into podcasting or everything like that, you have a better intuition or envision of what comes with it and stuff like that. And, you know, um, you know, anybody else out there listening, you know, if uh, you took offense to anything I said, I mean, if it don't apply, let it fly. And if, if it does, maybe, maybe I open some people's eyes to maybe, you know, change their ways and, uh, you know, go a different route. You know, um, 
I'm only here to focus on myself and uh, I'm here to help people. I'm not here to create grudges or feed into drama or anything, but you know, sometimes enough's enough with uh, the nonsense. Yeah, I agree, man. And if you guys want to find me, uh, I'll send Scott the link and I'll, he can put my link in my show. And, uh, you know, if you want to look it up too, it's invest in yourself. I'm on, you know, all the, uh, YouTube and all the other platforms for podcasts, you know, Spotify and everything. So I'll be sure to send you a link too, Scott. Thanks for having me on, man. Yep. Yes. Same thing for me, crime and entertainment, uh, on Instagram is crime, the letter N and entertainment. Everything else is crime, the and symbol and entertainment. We're on YouTube, all the major audio platforms. If uh, anybody wants to reach out, you know, possibly be a guest or have any questions if uh, I'm a, I am busy, but I will get to you sooner or later. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, same here. <laughs> All right, guys. Well, you have a great night, and thanks for coming out. And uh, I'm glad we got our audio uh, corrected after a while. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. Peace, guys. All right, guys. Okay. So you'll just end it there then, Scott. Yeah. So um, what was I going to say? Uh, yeah. Um, yeah, we'll just end it there. And then um, what we'll do is, like I said, um, I'll send out um, the uncut copy to both of you guys. I'll email it to you. Well, I'll my brother do it because that's who edits for me. Okay. Um, and then um, what we'll do is um, I'll send it out to you within the next few days, and then we'll figure out a day all three of us can release it at the same time. Yeah, that uh, works for me. And, you know, like I said, when when I get done with this documentary, you know, I'd like to go on your guys' show and, you know, promote the shit out of it. And, you know, what I can do too, you know, you know, I can send you guys like a little one-minute or two-minute clip from, you know, a certain one and – you know, we can do a segment about it. You yeah, know, give, give give something to talk about. But yeah. I feel as yeah. though you're. I feel as though that you like, like I remember me and you talking like not too long ago, and you were like at like five six hundred view uh, subscribers. Yeah. And then you were just talking, and then like I'm like I seen you like going up, going up, and I'm like I'm like what are you doing differently? And you're like Scott, it's all about the shorts. It's about YouTube the shorts. shorts. And then before you know it, you're at thirteen hundred. Yeah, yeah. YouTube shorts, uh, Chip. That's what you gotta get on, man. See, I don't even. I've never done one. I don't even know how to do them. Like, just I, a little one minute clip. You know, you can upload them from your phone too. I mean, that's what I do. I just send it. I, I, you know, you just edit edit a really interesting part to one minute to make it one minute, straight yeah. to the point, and then put a good caption on it, and then. You know, hits putting then underneath it, put subscribe for more, you know, crime and entertainment or whatever, and then, you know, boom, and then wow. go, whether YouTube picks it up or not, they will. But some of them, you know, just fucking, just, they don't do shit. But you know, yeah. the ones that do, you're gonna get a hell of a lot more subscribers, and that's what's been working for me. Yeah, Tim, yeah, man, I appreciate it. See, that's a little nuances that I need to to get into. You know, I don't, I don't TikTok like I should. I know I need to get better at that. I mean, I try to share on instagram share on facebook and i try not to overclog it too you know i try not to put anything that's not really show related if, if a celebrity passes away i'll i'll mm -hmm. share like a rest in peace picture or something like that but for the most part i try to keep it strictly about the show no, yeah too. no i mean the tick I, I i i just downloaded a TikTok, but i i don't i i don't know the first thing about TikTok, and that seems to be like where the most people are getting the most things out of yeah I, I mean, I don't, I don't talk to him anymore because I just, I just, I, I can't deal with the kid. I mean, uh, Loomis on Mafia Truth, like he, he's just that kid. He's just, he's on a whole different wavelength, man. Now are he's doing. Are you going to be in his documentary too? Fuck no. He, he had said something about it, but I mean, you know, like I said, who, who knows? I mean, I, I think he's got good intentions, but whether anything comes to fruition on it, you know. 
If, mm-hmm. I don't know what he's talking about as far as like if he's coming to shoot something, if he wants me to go somewhere. I mean, if I can work it into my schedule, you know, I would. But, you know, I I, I don't know him personally. I mean, I, I went on the show one time. He's got a lot of ambition. I'll give him that. Yeah. Um, but, you know, he's he is pretty wiry. <laughs> Guys, yeah. he's, he's, he lives in the same hometown as me. I was a sponsor for sobriety, and he just – Bro, he just the kid just can't get it, man. He has no concept. He has no conception. Like he he lives at home with his parents. The kid's never had a full time job. He's just he, he he's got mental health issues. He he's he's very manic. If you notice, like yeah. he hops the fence really quick and changes lanes really fast. You know, yeah. And yeah. he's all he's I, I mean, and that's the whole thing is like he don't he don't believe in consequences to his actions. Like he was he was inboxing Hootie right after he was out. Like see like. When Loomis, when Loomis had like he had a he had a show years ago of him going on getting drunk and making an idiot out of himself. Then I reached out to him last year around this time, around Christmas time. He was saying that he was struggling with sobriety. He just got sober. I reached out to him. We linked up, and then he was supposed to be a, a co-host on Sober Sit Down, but I couldn't deal with him because he was just like once again trying to be an overnight millionaire, and I had to go to work. You know what I mean? And then he just got wacky and I just couldn't, uh, I couldn't deal with him. And a couple times, like we just had some falling outs and he just, he burns too many bridges, man. Like Hootie, Hootie came on my show. He's inboxing Hootie. Oh, I'm friends with Scotty Stutch. You want to come on my show? You want to come on my show? And then Hootie wasn't answering him back. He's, 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 uh, reaching out to stacks and saying, Hey, uh, do you want me to, do you want me to blow up Hootie? You want me to talk shit about him? In order to get in with stacks playing two mm-hmm. sides against the middle and i said i don't want to be around that i said like yeah. like like i'm affiliated with hootie but like i don't have no issues with stacks but i but it, it's like no matter which way you go one of them's gonna have a problem with, with with the other one you know what i mean and that's what i mean about that red team blue team stuff yeah no, i get along with everybody man i've done a show with stacks this past week and it actually was was very very cool and i enjoyed it and I know he hates Gene Barella, but me and Gene are supposed to do a show together. So I'm not going to not do a show with Gene just because I've done one with, with yeah, Stack. Same here. Everybody's got a problem with everybody. So, but I'm, I'm not in that shit. You know, I, no. don't, I don't have a problem with anybody. And I'm really the only one that fucking matters on my show. So. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's the way I look at it, man. And like anybody that wants to like play that way. Like, I just don't want to be affiliated around them. You know what I mean? Like, I just say, like, you know what? Keep that keep that energy over on your side of the fence. I do my stuff on my side of the fence, and what comes with it comes with it. You know what I mean? I mean, pretty much Lee Cole, the last four guests I had on, he pretty much called out. You know what I mean? Like, but you know what? I don't have no issues with Lee Cole. You know what I mean? I'm not even part of that fucking shit. But... <laughs> But yeah, guys, stay in touch, and um, I'll be in touch to give you these cuts. And um, um, wait, if you need help with um, like the last time, how we had to put a background in for you or whatever, yeah. I'm sure me or Adrian could help you out with that. Okay, that sounds good. Yeah, sounds and good. Uh, Scott, I'm mean, Chip. If you gotta go, you can go. I was just gonna talk to him. Yeah, but, that's uh, fine. The sheets, man. It's late for me over here. It's eleven thirty. Yeah, <laughs> I was just gonna say, um, I don't know if you're able to see a chip. Right, if buddy. you're able to reach out to. Fucking uh, who was it? Marilotta again because I haven't heard from him. Well, I mean I have, but you know every time we we do want we set a date, you know it kind of gets pushed back. So I don't know. 
Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Do or not. I, don't I don't know. know. I don't know what happened. Um, I really haven't talked to him in honestly like a month. He still likes all my stuff on Instagram. He's very supportive of my stuff. Um, I text him a, like last week when I had a light. I text him a picture of a light. I go, the sheriff's in the studio, and I, I I don't know if like I know he knows who John is. I don't know if they have any past mm-hmm. or anything like that. But like um, um, Anthony um. I don't know. Like I told you, man, ever since like Loomis went up there, things got weird. You know what I mean? And Loomis went up there and he, you know, he was, he was saying like, he was making a big deal about like, he went up there and he's like, all I said to Loomis was like, I just said like, listen, man, like you're saying you're not in competition with me, but every person I've had on my show, you've reached out to them like immediately after and like want them on immediately. Like, I don't care if you want to record and hold on to an episode or something like that, but like, People know we're from the same hometown. Like people, you made it clear to everybody that they know that me and you at one point in time were somewhat affiliated with one another. And dude, like I just couldn't take it anymore with the kid, man. Like he literally, like everything I told him, like it's not that he has to listen to what I do, but like everything that he does is just over the top. Like you know, like he's talking to that Buffalino girl, and like her uncle, her great, her great uncle, or her grandfather was like a distant relative to Russell, like years ago. And when there was a local flood that happened here and they got a bunch of like stuff out of the house, mm-hmm. his, his, her, her grandfather helped get some stuff out of the house. Cause he was like in prison. So now like she's coming out of the woodwork. Like I grew up in the same hometown as he did this girl. Like she never like was around in the scene. Like nobody ever even knew she even existed. Now all of a sudden he knows her from, you know, sobriety or whatever she's pumping up like he's pumping her up to use her name and he's like sending me pictures like of like hoodies with russell buffalino's face on them i'm like why would you put out that type of merchandise (laughs) i was like that's opportun that's opportunistic shit you know what i mean like that like i said if you wanted to put he's like oh so you're not going to put out sober sit down stuff i go dude that's a totally different scenario man that's my brand you know what i mean like i said like 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 you know Adrian, that's like you putting a, a picture of John Gotti's face on a hoodie and putting invest in yourself. Yeah, that's like, what I was gonna say. You might get in trouble. He might get in trouble for that shit. Yeah. So I mean, like, I don't know, man. Like, I just can't be around that shit. And just like the constant, the constant like shit. Like every time I've ever been around him, nothing's good's ever came out of it. Like he just causes unnecessary animosity. Like, like I said, that one time I was trying to help him with sobriety, he was calling me off the hook. To tell me Sammy the Bull was coming on his show, which was a fucking lie. Like, he would just get manic and get these ideas in his head. And, like, I was like, dude, I was like, I'm at a job orientation, man. You call me four times in a row for that? Here I think you're, like, relapsing or something. And he's like, well, then shut your phone off. I go, shut my phone off? I got a kid at home, man. (laughs) Like, I have to shut my phone off because you can't control yourself? Get fucking real. Yeah. Well, I appreciate you having me on, man. And, uh, like I said... We'll do another segment and, uh, you know, I'll come on your show again and I want to do, I'll also have you on my show too. And we can do like, we can interview someone. Maybe we can do something with Hootie and a few other mob guys or something still. And yeah, uh, but for sure, I'd like to go on your show and, you know, like I, what I can do is I can send you a few clips from each episode and, you know, we can, you can share them and we can, you know, while we're doing the video, we can play them. I don't know if you know how to do that or not. What's that? Play it. Like you can play a video like right now off of StreamYard that I send you, and then 
we the audience could watch it we can watch it and then we can talk about that oh no i didn't know that you can do that on Streamyard, but yeah. I, I, I have to fuck with it still but you can you can check it out too but yeah, we can do something like that, and like I said, we can do something with Hootie because we both get along with him pretty well too. And you know, yeah. I think we can find some guests to you know keep collaborating with. And do well, shit. I'm going, I'm going up the end of January. I'm going to be going up to Connecticut. I already have a plan with Hootie. He's bringing a chick, and I'm taking my girl, and we're going to go up to uh, Connecticut. And I already made plans at Arlotta, and he told me January's good. So what we could do is if like you're not in a rush to do Anthony, if you could wait like another month and a half, it's gonna be at the end of January. I'm gonna head up there and hopefully like me and Hootie are gonna be flowing by then. So what I'm what I planned on doing was doing like a walk and talk with Anthony and Hootie. Yeah. But while I'm there, like I can put them on the phone with you and like maybe like you guys can like set something up and I can like really get into his ear about like, you know, doing that for you. Cause yeah. I don't know, man, for one minute he was like all about pumping out this podcast and like i really haven't seen him even doing much with that yeah he's only i I mean i don't know where that went or what's going on with that but like i was trying i was trying to support him and i even told him at one point we did that commission meeting and i told him i said anthony i said you got the viewers now i said you got to get the watch time i was like why don't you throw the commission meeting up i said i don't want no credit for it i said i'll just send it to you and you can put it up through your platform just to be viewed so if people watch it I said, that's like an hour and a half video. I said, the more people that watch that, you'll get your watch time faster. And he's like, yeah, 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 just email it to me. And I emailed it to him and he never put it up, which I don't care if he did or he didn't. I was just trying to help him. Yeah, that would have helped him. But I don't know, man. Like, Anthony, from what I've been told, Anthony's a millionaire. Like, he doesn't need any of this shit. You know what I mean? Like, and I, I, I I think a lot of that shit that was going on with like lee cole and chicky and all that stuff like i think it's just like once again kind of like what i go what i was going through with loomis it's like you know sometimes it's just better just to end all ties and animosity and just like like i like anthony anthony was living a normal life before he started getting into the podcasting and i don't know if like he's just laying low right now or what but like i know that how the hell is he a millionaire like from being in, like an informant or flipping or um i don't know man i think he just invested his money wisely like when he was back in the life like i think i don't know yeah. personally but i like i mean i can only think like you know he owns like rental properties and shit like that like he just probably invested his money wisely i don't know exactly wow what up yo that thing in the background you have is that an actual neon yeah yeah it is i got it on a website i think it's custom neon custom neon lights and yeah that's what i that's what i want to replace this with this plexiglass this yeah, is yeah. just a, i paid 100 bucks for this this is just plexiglass with the sober sit down logo but you can't really see it you know what i mean yeah. i want to get it because my my logo if you look at it is actually a it's supposed to be like a beer neon yeah, yeah so i'm trying i'm trying to mimic that how much th- what was that like 200 bucks 300 bucks mm-hmm. yeah yeah that's 200. that's a, yeah that's perfect I want, I need something like that to like, I had this fucking awesome, A-Light couldn't tell me enough about it, this Rocky Marciano picture I had up, <laughs> I came into the studio tonight, it's laying on the fucking ground, I, yeah. I, the, the, the stand must have came off, the glue, oh, but, yeah, yeah man, let's, let's stay in touch, um, uh, yeah, I have some, like I said, like, I have some guests lined up, um, I'm, um, I, I'm definitely after the new year, after I revamp, because, I just invested my money for uh, 
for the the car dealership. Mm-hmm. It's supposed to get slow in the winter time, so I invested right outside a local Walmart. Um, there was an opportunity to get my face on a billboard, yeah. so that's going to cost me like two hundred bucks a week. But oh, I'm hoping to get a good return on that for like my car sales. Mm-hmm. So once that plays out, I'm thinking like in February, I want to set up. I have I have a guest lined up right now that I think would be good for both of us, but it would cost us a hundred bucks each to to have him. He wants two hundred bucks. You ever hear a uh, Yota Cardonia? Um, who's that one? He he was with uh, El Chapo. Oh, he was damn. like he has the book El Narco out, and he's got um a Netflix documentary over in the UK right now. Damn, but okay. he wants like two hundred bucks. But mm-hmm. if you uh if you search him, it's like J O T A Cardonia C A R D O N A, and um he wants uh he wants to come on my show. But um I was supposed to have him on, and I was supposed to have on Joey Miami. But oh yeah yeah. I um I never followed through with the Joey Miami one because she wanted two hundred bucks also and yeah. I just I couldn't swing it at the time. It was when I was truck driving and yeah. I really wasn't making a lot of money. So I mean that's I mean that's just what it is. Like the whole the whole A light thing, if it wasn't for my best friend that I was talking about going into partnership with with the supplement line and stuff, mm-hmm. he he helped me with that. Like you know, that was an investment for me. I mean, now I have to pay him back, but like I mean, I feel as though A Light's a huge interview, especially right now. Like he's he's pretty pop. I mean, we'll see. I mean, it could be a flop. It could be, but at least you yeah, know it was it, it was an experience. You know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Well, uh, yeah, we'll we'll stay in contact. You know, and if you want to put me down for something in January, you know, for me and you to go on. Yeah. And, uh, you know, for me to go on your show, you know, we can plan out for January if you want. If that's when you're available to have me on again. Yeah, and then I'll uh, have to look up that other guy too. Yeah, to yeah. If I'm down for that. Yeah, we'll network. And uh, like I said, I'm I'm thinking about putting Anthony. I'm, I I definitely want to get Anthony Ruggiano on my show because I think with his sobriety and stuff like that, I think it'd be, be a perfect. good combination. Yeah, that'd so, be perfect. And I think I he seemed like he he like you and uh, Chip both had him on. I mean, he, was he a pretty easy guy to to work oh, with? Yeah, 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 absolutely. He's cool. Yeah. I haven't really met anybody that really was a dick, you know what I mean, yet. I mean, everybody's been pretty cool. That's good. Um, like I said, I mean, uh, um, the hardest episode I ever had to deal with was Robert Lasardo because, like, he was texting me like me and you were talking right now. But once we got on, he was just very deep, theatrical, and uh, he just was very intelligent. Yeah. And uh, I wasn't expecting the responses, like – did you ever have an interview like that through your curveball like that where like you had everything all set up and it was just like like it threw you like a 180 kind of yeah yeah i'm sure no no i know man i couldn't name one but yeah no i've i've had some you know where you think they're gonna be a dick and then it's like holy shit <laughs> or not like necessarily dick but just like a tough guy kind of put on that act you know and then you're like oh damn <laughs> well i um i uh before we go i i i um what was I going to say? Uh, shit. Oh. I, I forget. It's late, though. I, I forgot. Know. But, yeah, <laughs> but, yeah, stay in touch, man. I will. All right, man. Uh, I'll give it... you uh, – I'll send you a text when I send this over to you. Hopefully okay. my brother can chop it up tomorrow or the next day, and yeah. then uh, I'll get it over to you. And maybe uh, – I'm trying to get this and the A-Lite one out immediately. Okay. Um, but I don't know, man. I don't know if I should cut the A-Lite up to shorts or what before I send it out. Well, you can always do it when it comes out after. You know, I mean, you can do the shorts whenever. 
That's what that's what I I was doing with all of them is mm-hmm. I was doing the shorts after. But yeah. somebody said put the shorts out before. But I never you learned can. how to, you could. Well, yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. If you make the the shorts, you know, you can just put them on YouTube, whatever you want to do. Yeah. All right, brother. Well, uh, yeah, stay in touch, and uh, I'll be in touch with you soon. Thanks for all everything. Right. Yes, yeah, sir, man. Peace.